Clink, clink goes the iced <sighs> coffee. Eric is getting refreshed this afternoon. <sighs> it's kind of like I like to I like to like um swindle the iced coffee under my tongue, much like a fine red before I swallow, really aerate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead, this one is a fine black. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the best way to like slick the oils around my mouth and just ensure that I'm going to have coffee breath till tomorrow absolutely uh i was trying to channel my inner uh thought it was a drought by future mm. uh nice little lean lean sip in the beginning of the beginning of the track just to get you warmed up for what's to come mm-hmm. it really uh paves a narrative of some absolutely. sort but it is a smoker out there it is a drought eric i am fucking sweat i'm sweating so much i'm sticking to my couch right now and I have had ze- no Southwest sauce today. None. <laughs> <laughs> so no meat sweats for you. So what are you sweating so much about? Why are you why are you so sticky, Ty? I think we got ourselves a heat wave here in little Vancouver, Eric. Oh, that's are right. Are you not feeling this? Or, or am I just going through menopause or something? Dude, you are absolutely going through menopause. But uh, I'm not feeling it because I do have... My window's wide open. I'm risking it all. I'm risking the audio quality of this podcast just to get some fresh air in here. Um, wow. So if I, as long as I can let my uh, concrete floors do the cooling that it, that they are designed to do, then I am happy. Yeah, keep those feet cool. What is it? Toes before hosts? Toes before hosts, exactly. Um, I am getting ready, though, to get a workout in because no matter how warm it is outside... We always bring the heat to the gym floor. Am I right, Ty? Uh, that's a fact, Eric. That's a fact. Whew. Now, I need to know exactly what you had for lunch today, sir. Oh, man. I ate today. I genuinely ate lunch. We have eaten so few lunch. We have, so I'm surprised that we've been able to even come up with any content whatsoever. <laughs> for a while there, we were really leaning into lunches. Yeah. Uh, so walk us through it. What did you eat today? Yeah, so uh, much like you, I I love pasta. I made a pasta today. I made a very very like unique pasta. Uh, it's like a, a tahini mushroom pasta. So I like okay. chop up a bunch of mushrooms and I fry them with some onions and then I like get some tahini and I like load that in with some soy sauce. And then here's the kicker: is like I kind of build the sauce up with like some veggie stock and some pasta water, but then I add in paprika, cinnamon, nutmeg, mic drop. <laughs> it's such a, like, a oh, mind-blowing flavor for pasta. It tastes like it's, like, exotic. It's a little bit spicy. It's a little bit cinnamony. Yeah. Man, one one day I got to try one of these Food Channel pasta recipes that you keep talking about. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think... Anywhere in the world they would do that, except for in Ty's, uh, Ty's apartment. Mm, but, I feel uh, like I'm a, a, I'm a tasty video, like a walking tasty video. Yeah, you're literally a 30-second montage of, <laughs> <laughs> of a cursed pasta recipe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Um, what about you? But I would like to try it because, you know, on paper, it's not something I would ever order. But mm-hmm. I must, you know... I, I trust your taste in food. We've eaten that little spaghetti factory together. So mm-hmm. I know that 
you know, you know what good food is and therefore I should just try it and, and not judge. But mm-hmm. um, that sounds great, Ty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, am, I am nostalgic for a spag bowl at the old spag factory. I, mm-hmm. I do miss those days of trying the novelty. <laughs> there's, there's fewer, uh, few better things than having a glass of wine on a patio at lunchtime mm-hmm. uh, with a napkin like tucked into your collar. Mm-hmm. I love having sunglasses on on the patio. No one knows who I am. Who is that guy eating beyond (laughs) spaghetti on the old spag patio? Yeah, looking important. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Looking like a celebrity. Mm -hmm. Wow, I cannot wait. We we need to plan uh, a day where we go back to the office together. And I don't know if it's going to be a subway day. Like we're gonna we're gonna have to figure that out. But I think we'll eat around lunch. We'll eat around. We're gonna eat around. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a one stop shop. This is a parade. Absolutely. Ty and I are known for our big appetites. That's um, a fact. Yeah, it's minimum twelve inches. So, yeah, definitely <laughs> need to uh, definitely need to eat out with you. Uh, you know, coming up once we're maybe once we're fully vaxxed. What do you think? That might I be think months so. away. I think it would be really nice to commemorate our one hundredth episode with a meal together mm-hmm. on the pod. We'll we'll eat it live. Absolutely. That's coming up sooner than you think, Ty. Um, yeah, I don't I believe, even know what number this is. I believe our uh, one-year anniversary is on July 20th, so Damn. only a month and a half away. Can you believe we, that? That might, t- that might time out with the 100th episode. That would be, that would be uh, incredible. Do almost, you know when we are almost getting too double good vax. to be true. Yeah. I don't know when I'll get double vax. Honestly, I don't think I need the double vax. I think I got enough vax in me. No, I one feel- shot enough? I think one's enough. Your body does seem to know what to do with very little. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, which is really awesome for you. <laughs> yeah, I work with what I got. That is true. It might, uh, I, I, I'm at least a six-inch sandwich. If you... He's a six-incher. He's a mighty melt. Um, <laughs> that is awesome, Ty. Definitely not yeah, the first so, time we've made that joke on this podcast. No, it flips um, in every episode. I want to hear about your lunch, though, Eric. What did What mm-hmm. did you carve with your hands mm-hmm. in your kitchen today? Um, well, my lunch, I would like to, you know, just piece together a quick mood board for you mm. <laughs> before I get into it. Okay, so image number one here is a um, nice little image of Cabo in Mexico. Okay, mm-hmm. got a little beach vibe going on. Got a little mm-hmm. poolside service happening. It's an all-inclusive, mm-hmm. um, but not one of those gross all-inclusives where you get hepatitis at the pool. Right, but no one kids. Where, yeah, more of like a solo house type vibe, though. If you gotcha, so picture gotcha. that. Pro um, banana hammock. Yeah, so absolutely, we are, you know, we got Mexicans, we got white girls. Just the two <laughs> best things, okay? <laughs> um, and unlimited and, salsa. Exactly, an unlimited salsa, unlimited uh, eight one eight tequila by Kendall Jenner. Nice. Um, <laughs> so picture that, and as I walk you through this, okay. So I had three eggs, okay. I had okay. several slices of um, what is it, pickled jalapenos, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I made a Mexican uh, scramble. All right. Listen here, buddy. I got some jalapenos. I got some bell peppers in there. Um, 
and that's where the scram that's where the Mexican stops. But okay, I also had a nice little thick slice of sourdough mm. with a whole avocado smashed onto it with some molten salt, chili flakes, black pepper, olive oil, uh, and I call this my my white girl in Mexico. I uh, love it. Lunch. Beautiful storytelling there, Eric. I, Thank you. I, I'm glad you gave me the setup because I think you would have lost me after the third ingredient otherwise, but I eat with more than my ears. <laughs> I eat with all my senses. So I, I'm totally on this ride with you. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, can I get a bite, please? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we will have to plan a camping trip together, like we said last episode, and uh, mm-hmm. cook up over a tiny little snow peak stove. Mm-hmm. I find that, like, I, I love the Mexican influence on my cooking at home. A little bit of cilantro, a little bit of, like, <laughs> spicy peppers. But I'm always <laughs> saddened that there's a Mexican influence missing from the Subway menu. What's the deal with that, Eric? Wow. But isn't it... Okay, we've talked about this at length already. Subway is a Mexican restaurant because they have all the same ingredients. They have wraps. They got guacamole. <laughs> they got they got shredded. Shredders, shredders, yeah, shredders. You could make a taco Black there olives. pretty easily. Like if you get a steak and cheese wrap, that's a burrito. So like okay, I think what's really missing here from a, like the Mexican flavor perspective is like um, cumin. Like, there's, like, just some spice missing. You're asking too much, Ty. You think Subway, like, no one even knows that you can get spices at Subway. That's like, true. They, like, I'm... the oregano is, like, hidden. It's a top-shelf ingredient. Like, you can't even mm-hmm. see it. <laughs> yeah, you got to know a guy to get that. Yeah. And when you ask for when you ask for salt and pepper, like, they kind of get a little shocked because they're like, whoa, are you sure? Like, it looks a little spicy. True. I'm Actually, I think it's more of a uh, fair warning. There's already enough sodium in your sandwich. That's true. Proceed with um, caution, patron. But what is the Mexican influence that you think is missing? It's the cumin. It's the it's the cilantro. Yeah, I think just like some, I'm going to bring some pocket cumin next time we go to Subway, and I'm mm-hmm. going to fashion together my own little Mexi sandwich. Uh, I think that's all that's missing to like kind of bring some heat. Um, salsa would be great too. So maybe some maybe some lime juice we could squirt on it. Mm-hmm. Bring a lime. Wow, well, yeah. I mean, just like Chipotle, you know, if I had a variety of salsas to choose from, like mild, medium, and hot, I would, mm-hmm. you know, be very, very happy. But it doesn't, salsa and bread, though, they just do, do not go together. It's like too wet. Too wet. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No one wants soggy bread. So I think you'd have yeah. to take the wrap for a spin. And I, I, I don't drive the wrap, Eric. Mm. Do you think Subway should limit your, like, veggie and sauce options based on uh what type of carb you have so this is where the art like artistic um recommendation comes in absolutely so to open so to pick an item menu closes doors you're closing doors that uh uh, for ingredients or vegetable selections or sauces Mm -hmm. i mean you could be you could say that you're closing them or you could say that you're opening them Mm. Yeah, I mean, right. like if I choose yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. if I choose a wrap, then I'm opening up the door to salsas, shredded cheese, things that lend themselves mm. to wraps. 
that is actually a nice way. I think that's how Subway would have to frame an experience like that around op- opening or unlocking new ingredients with certain combinations. Because it's kind yeah. of a gamification of the experience then. If you yeah. get the the pepperoni, you unlock marinara sauce. And that's really mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. It's kind of like the new iPhones. Like if I want to get like a like a 128 gigabyte, the old model, you know, then mm-hmm. I can't get the Pro. I have to get the just the 11 or the 12. Mm-hmm know but if i want to get the half terabyte version then you know give me that give me that pro max you know what i'm saying yeah totally subway subway and apple have a lot more in common than we previously thought (laughs) yeah including clientele (laughs) (laughs) yeah tech bros love it Mm -hmm. i actually i believe that uh we've been trying to figure this out for a while eric like whenever we go into subway there'd always be uh like some young guys kind of like us lonely kind of like us hanging out in line and they didn't really fit the typical like trades persona (laughs) that we often see at subway but that's when i realized they're just tech bros tech bros are the contemporary trade worker (laughs) (laughs) no you're, you're right um yeah i mean saying that you work for a tech company that you believe in made up things such as sprints um you know saying all those things would just lead me to believe that you are actually a tradesperson and that uh you know it's it's uh, as common as saying yep i i cut wood <laughs> yeah <laughs> i code or i cut it means the same thing to me i code and cut i code and cut yeah i don't so, know i think like does that make us tech bros are we the do we fall into the tech bros demographic when we visit subway Mm, I struggle with this quite a bit because I see myself as more of a fashion bro. Mm. I could tell by your jounge shorts and Nike socks. <laughs> that is true. So, okay, wait, if we are, if we, just because we work on technology, does that make us tech bros? Uh, unfortunately, I think it's, it's kind of like you're, you're kind of assigned to that demographic as soon as you become a, a in the technology sector. And then you're just kind of like climbing out of that hole, trying to break away from that stereotype mm-hmm. ever after. Yeah. Whenever I tell someone that I design websites, they always send me like, like, like months later, they'll send me like a job thing that's saying like, Oh, can you code my friend's site? I'm like, I don't do that at all. Mm-hmm. I don't do that, bro. Yeah, you are first and foremost a producer of a popular podcast, and then secondly, <laughs> you design websites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a fact. Thirdly, I am a subscriber Fashion to, bro. yeah, no, that, and also I'm a subscriber to my favorite sandwich artist, OnlyFans. Damn. Damn. And they're gonna get they're gonna get some heat on the OnlyFans today. I might have to lose the shirt, dude. It's fucking spicy in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true. So. So let's talk a little bit about the fashion at Subway then. So what do tech bros wear? <laughs> what do tech bros <laughs> and tech gals wear at Subway? How do you identify whether someone is a traditional tradesman or a modern tradesman? Uh, that's a good question. I think that a tech bro has a pretty clean haircut. They're probably yeah. wearing all birds. Is it like the generalization <laughs> of tech bros? They got the slack socks with the all birds. <laughs> mm-hmm. the everlane khakis yeah 
Yeah, they got the Lululemon uh, sweat wicking polo. Oh, and the, and the most identifiable quality of their fit, Eric, is their corporate logo on their T-shirt. Absolutely. They got the Lululemon collab uh, polo with, uh, with like Hootsuite like embroidered on the chest or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. They got this big old Salesforce logo or something. <laughs> yeah. That's the tell. And yeah. they are in the lineup. You look, you look down the lineup at Subway, you will see them. You'll see a little tiny like Yelp yeah. logo or an SAP mm-hmm. logo. Yeah. Ty, you love to tread that line very carefully, I've noticed. You are tight tightrope walking the line between ironic logo usage and trademark uh, trademark infringement and also tech bro like normie culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I like I like that that way of putting it. Running, wa- I'm walking a very thin line. Exactly, absolutely. And you sometimes will dip your toe on one side, but for the most part, you are wearing them ironically. Um, like for example, your Google Google vintage long sleeve, um, mm-hmm. or your United Nations thrifted hoodie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the idea of taking tech and like kind of corporate identities and then recontextualizing them on my body i think it's mm-hmm. really funny i've copped like an apple genius bar shirt the other day <clears throat> thinking of yeah. cutting the sleeves off and turning it into a muscle tee <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny um, i'm a lifter after all he's a lifter and he's lifting he's lifting more than just his apple watch up to his face to see the time mm-hmm. gotta close those rings Absolutely. i'm i think though like uh at subway i think the like one fit that I think is missing is leggings, Eric. Like it makes perfect missing. sense that, yeah, I don't see a ton of leggings at at uh, at Subway. That's because we don't see any females. <laughs> True. But when we do see females, almost ninety nine percent of the time it's uh, gray or black leggings, um, some Adidas Ultra Boost, and like a TNA hoodie. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Man, so I think that like pop a pair of leggings for my own visits to Subway because they're like they f- check a lot of boxes, Eric. They're mm-hmm. comfortable, right? But most importantly, they're like stretchy. So like pre and post twelve inches in your body, you, they can kind of like adapt to that. Um, but also, like I'm surprised that Subway hasn't like played into this at all. Like they could have done a Lululemon collab because it uh, they advocate for such a healthy lifestyle. That is true. Yeah, you could have. Uh, a subway hosted or subway sponsored Lululemon yoga classes. You know, I, I even seen a cursed uh, image of Chip Wilson himself leading one over in Melrose. Mm. Uh, I could totally see like a subway booth also being present. <laughs> yeah, I think that would it would be right right in that kind of world. Uh, there also all sorts of kind of like activewear companies could work with subway like. They could go with, they do something with skims, like shout out to Kim K. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but what does it tell you, Ty, when somebody walks into Subway not wearing leggings or a corporate identity hoodie? If they're, if they're wearing some kind of designer clothing, what does that say to you, Ty? What if somebody who's walking into Starbucks next door, you know, Where is that same fit over to Subway? Uh, Well, my first thought is like, ooh, fellow podcast host. Mm -hmm. Uh, My second thought is we should help them. They're lost. 
and <laughs> or maybe they just daughter. figured it out. Yeah, and, and then beyond that, I'd be very curious about their order. Absolutely, like clearly they have no regard for expense, uh, and therefore are likely to order either something off the signature menu to really flex, or they'll go for just the ironic like sandwich moment like the tuna sub with uh some egg on it yum mush on mush yeah i don't know i feel like anybody that's like um has any sort of like self-respect or money would probably just like bite the bullet and have like the starbucks breakfast sandwich for lunch rather than set foot in the cursed subway next door and, and, and risk losing all of that like yeah personal personal brand like brand capital Mm-hmm. So, do you uh, do you think Subway finds it offensive when Starbucks claims to do a better job at making sandwiches than esteemed sandwich shop Subway? <laughs> I'm sure Subway is offended by a lot of things people say about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost like um, like the failing Deloitte Digital saying they can design better than us. That's a fact. Uh, wow, I tech bros man i don't know i think subway's got to like work out a few things if they want to truly be the king of sandwiches and like if you're wondering what those things are just go listen to the last 80 episodes of this podcast yeah skip the first seven uh mm-hmm. and jump straight into number eight yeah just just, uh... our first our first episode our pilot episode is a banger i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. it, that it is one that i do revisit top pilots it's like the arrested development pilot and then us literally the fact that that was a year ago and we're doing the same thing today that blows my mind truly blows my mind and we're only marginally better (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say it's maybe even slightly worse but yeah i digress absolutely Um, only difference now is we get blue chip blue check uh guests yeah, and uh, um, basically unlimited capital. Shout out to Spotify. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I did want to say, though, Eric, I did want to say, like, one of the things that Subway needs to really get their shit together on is this whole, like, knife debacle. So yet again, yet again in the news, this time it's a, uh, just a young, unsuspecting victim in, in Melbourne, Australia, uh, came home with their foot long first mistake. Don't bring it home. Oh uh, no! And not, not Melbourne. Not Melbourne. Opened up his. I think it was a six inch. And lo and behold, inside that sandwich was a a sharp Subway sandwich blade. Holy! So easily easily identifiable by its uh, serrated kind of not maybe not that sharp, but definitely serrated edge and green handle. <laughs> that makes almost a little bit more sense because it might have just been nestled in perfectly with the shreddis uh and you would not have seen it but you know what ty i don't understand how like someone could possibly drop a knife in there which leads me to believe that the patron is actually on the offensive and he's attacking our beloved sandwich artist here so i'm gonna be go ahead and uh call out our so-called victim here um, and I'm going to flip it on them. I'm going to say why are you trying to attack our sandwich artists? Yeah, so you think this is a conspiracy just to like drum up a lawsuit and take more money for Big Way? 
This is absolutely a conspiracy. How do you cut a sandwich without the knife? It's a good good question. <laughs> like they, like, <laughs> like they cut the sandwich. Like, what do you mean? Well, they were the last ones to touch it. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense. How does it end up in the sandwich? And this this is not an isolated incident, Eric. This happens time and time again. Since we started recording this podcast, I think there's been like more than like half a dozen cases of knives showing up in sandwiches. It doesn't make any sense. Why does this keep happening? It can't. Hi, have you, you ever dropped a knife in anything other than your sink? <laughs> I don't think I've ever dropped a knife in anything and, and not noticed. Exactly. It seems improbable. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, dude. There's no fucking way. So you th- you think there's some bad actors here? You think there's foul play? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Ty. I think our, I think the clientele at Subway are not to be trusted. You know, time and time again, they're not tipping. So. Mm-hmm. Not very polite. Exactly. They they work a tech job or potentially in a warehouse, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're disgruntled. <laughs> That's a very good point. Well, um, yeah, so there may be foul play, Eric, but I will tell yeah. you one other thing that is foul about these stories. And like one thing I've noticed fairly consistent, consistently every time I read another one of these foreboding articles is that the sandwich that's being consumed is almost always a tuna sub. <laughs> Like almost always. And that tells me one thing is that the tuna is the best at disguising weapons. So if you want to take, so if you want to take like, like like, yeah, (laughs) we wanted to ban subway from airplanes a few episodes back. Like if you want to get a knife on a plane, I would recommend the tuna sandwich. Yeah. You want to break into a prison tuna sandwich. Yeah. I mean, either way, that thing is going to feel like a dagger in your stomach. Um, But, but yeah, you're right. I think, maybe big way is just trying to kill off the tuna sub uh, fans and, you know, have enough reason to take it off the menu. Mm, mm-hmm. Do you think sub like... big way is feeling the pressure from Seaspiracy? Um, and so, you know, in, instead of just taking off the menu, they want to prove to the CEO that the metrics are not adding up. Mm-hmm. That's a really good call because think of the pushback from like the, the tuna sub uh, like the fan, the fan base for tuna sub is very small but very niche, and like very like it's kind of like a cult following, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we call so that the uh, tuna club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mess with the tuna club. I feel like they're very, very um, assertive and listen, uh, passionate about what they eat. Listen, the tuna club has big pockets. Okay, they're coming uh, for they're coming for Mister Subway, and they're not happy. All right. Yeah, they're coming. They, they're coming for Seaspiracy. They're coming for Mr. Mr. Way. Uh, this can't end peacefully. So I guess that supports your hypothesis <laughs> that Big Way is trying to take them out one at a time. Yeah, I switched my stance from uh, the fans trying to kill Subway. I, I think uh, it's actually the other way around. Big Subway is trying to kill a fan. Mm-hmm. Either way, though, it's not the artist's fault, and I think we need to be very clear that we can't we can't keep blaming the artist for these kinds of things. They're they're gonna get mm-hmm. squashed. They're the middleman here. Everyone's gonna like the hammer's gonna come down on them. Absolutely. I will I will say though I was reading some when after I learned about this last night I was reading about uh, how this could possibly happen through the yeah. comments in the news article and 
someone spoke up and they said, I'm a subway artist. This happens a lot because subway has designed the knife holder to be directly above like the final sandwich, like quality assurance zone right before you get a bag and the knife holder is magnetic. So you just like clink stick the knives on. It's not, not unlike when you tap your Amex on the counter. I see. So what happens, Eric, is when the knife gets dirty, it gets covered in your, the four sauces you picked out. If you go like (laughs) quattro sauce or tuna, which is kind of gooey, anything that's going to stick to that knife, it demagnetizes it. It takes away from its ability to stick. So when they clink, put it on the sandwich holder, plop, it falls right back down on the sandwich. Wow, that's actually really insightful, Ty. Thank you for waiting until now to just share that with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is that is actually incredible because the knife is also so thin. Like, it's not a good quality knife. So there's not that much magnetic power to begin with. Mm-hmm. So if you get like one one black olive in between there, that thing is not sticking. Yeah, dude, it's just hanging on there like a, like a loose pube. Yeah, but I gotta wonder about the uh, sandwich artist's state of mind if uh, you know they're putting this up on the ceiling and it's immediately falling down and they don't notice. Like, is Big Subway not taking care of their employees? Mm-hmm. These guys are zombies at this point. That they're they're missing that. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, we yeah. did see that. Uh, we did see that one girl fall asleep in a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's been. A, it's a, just a really hard time to be a frontline worker. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, frontline workers have been stretched to the brim. Um, you know, <laughs> their mental health is uh, eroding right before mm-hmm. our eyes. So we have to be, you know, be extra nice to our sandwich artists in this in these trying times. Yeah, be good to your artist, and if you want to reduce the likelihood of a knife in your throat, I would suggest loosen up on the sauces and stay away from the gooier sandwiches. I think that's the culprit here is anything that's going to uh, glob up the knife means that that knife might be globbing up your throat. Absolutely. Um, Well, Ty, I hope you stay knife free in the Mm -hmm. the dining table uh, and you, you know, you're able to, very carefully watch what you put in your mouth because I don't want to see you, you know, take take your own life here with the subway bread knife. Neither do I, Eric. I, I so far I've gone twenty something years without getting shanked, and I think I'll be okay. But I'll mm-hmm. keep my wits about me. I appreciate that. Um, oh, well, I think it's time for us to go outside and get some sun. I finished my iced coffee here, uh, so therefore I must do something now with that energy. Mm-hmm. All the power to you. All right, you get outside, King. You go for a nice little joggy jog. Thanks, Ty. You as well, King. Uh, love your work. As always, thank you to the Breadheads. Um, see you next week? This week? We'll see. Sometimes soon. <laughs> we'll see. Our posting schedule's been a little bit uh, off lately. I like to blame Eric's uh, love life, but mm. it's on me, too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as your as your employer, Ty, I like to delegate. Um, but you know, it might be on you for not being able to follow up on some tasks. Mm, I don't like this relationship you're implying. I'm a co-producer of this venture. Mm-hmm. Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that head, note, Eric, head, you have a great head sandwich artist. I believe his creative director. That's a fact. That'll be creative director to you, Eric. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Talk to you later. See you, boss. Ciao. Peace. Think fresh.